In this episode, we'll hear from Michael Noonan about how Capita embarked on their digital transformation journey. Welcome to the ServiceNow podcast, where we feature a variety of content and guest speakers to show how to make the world of work work better for people. My name is Alex and I'm your host for this episode. Today I'm talking to Michael Noonan, Divisional Transformation and Operations Officer at Capita. I'll be asking Michael about Capita's digital transformation journey, how the company adopted the platform in such a short period of time, and some of his top tips for a successful implementation. Welcome, Michael. It's great to have you on this podcast. Now, before we begin, we like to get a little bit personal with our guests. Can you tell us what you like to do when you're not working? Apart from working. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm a, a dad taxi for two girls, so that takes up all my spare time at this moment in time. And uh, the two of them demand me to take them to contemporary classes and ballet classes. So, yeah, that's what I do in my spare time. So dad you taxi. Up, you rack up some impressive dad taxi miles, yeah, I take if it. only I could get airline miles for <laughs> those, uh, miles for those sort of trips, I'd be, you know... Living in a life of luxury. That would definitely make it worth it, wouldn't it? It would do indeed, yeah. So for those who don't know Capita, can you give us a brief introduction and tell us more about what you do at Capita? Yeah, sure, of course. Um, so Capita is, is a phenomenal organisation. So um, if you think about it, over every day over half the population in the UK touches Capita in some shape or form. And it's a, a, a phenomenal statistic. Um, in our organisation, we've got 68,000 people working for us. Um, 20,000 of those are spread around the globe, uh, mainly in India, but South Africa as well in the US. Um, we are an organisation that's gone through a massive transformation and we're now a consulting digital service and software business um, that looks at how we can simplify interactions between everybody in society, so customers, those customers and organisations, organisations and the government. Uh, and we've got a, a foothold in uh, many organisations uh, and many parts of society. Um, Capita itself is split into six divisions. Uh, we have our People Solutions Division, who looks after HR-type activities. We have um, our customer management, that when you phone up large or corporate organisations, you'll probably get through to Capita people staffing those for those large organisations. Um, we have uh, our government services department that looks after local and central government. And, you know, we do big things for people like MOJ, uh, Ministry of Justice, uh, but also local governments as well. Um, we have uh, our specialist services division that do all manner of things. Um, like, uh, do you know, when you're certifying for being a project manager, you go through an organisation called Prince2, that is a capital organisation. Uh, and we also have uh, our IT and networks division, uh, and they look after what it says on the tin, IT and networks. Uh, so your big data centres, et cetera, they, that goes into that house. And I form part of something called Capita Software. So Capita Software uh, is the largest UK software house. Um, it's uh, number one in the education sector play delivering pure enterprise uh, solutions. It's number one in the utility sector, it's number one uh, in the emergency services sector as well. 
but also like the top four users are Retain International, our workforce management and resource management solution. So it's a cracking organisation, does so much and, and such a wide, 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 it's been a long day, a wide variety of things. Uh, um, and and that's, that's, that's why it's so exciting to work for the organisation. And my job um, has got a grand title, I'm the Divisional Transformation and Operations Officer for Capita Software. Uh, and what I do is essentially I'm responsible for a few things. So looking at the operations plan for 3,500 people, how do we deliver that effectively and efficiently? How do we get standardization across the, that organization so that we can deliver something that's quick, rapid to our uh, customers, but that's got good quality about it as well? Uh, I look after the portfolio of projects, so from our strategic projects all the way through to our major projects themselves, look after the governance and the, the project management office for the organization. I look after our R&D and our digital factory. Uh, so created things and weird ideas that people come up with and actually go, is that the next best thing and try and work that out. And, and finally, and, and this is really strange, this bit, I also look after health and safety, uh, which is not really fitting for the, the job role title, but actually I do take that. Uh, it's really key and it's really important because good health and safety enables us to have good well-being for our customers and our employees themselves. So you're a man with a lot of job titles within one. Yeah, basically. A dog's mul- body. A multitasker. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So That's you, a nice way of putting it. It is a nice way to put it. So you have been on a massive journey both as a company and with service now. If it's possible, this might be a bit difficult. In one sentence, how can you describe that journey? Do it in one word. Go then. Incredible. Oh, there we go. One word. Well done. Uh, that, that was the challenge set. Oh, oh one sentence. But we'll, we'll go with one word. But... It, Incredible because where we were two and a half years ago to where we're now as an organisation is incredible. We were an organisation that would be beaten up in the media. We would be an organisation that was really lacking direction on where we wanted to go. And what, we, what our identity really was as in a, a capita brand. Now, since John Lewis has come in, our CEO, we've really got a great sense of direction He's put belief back into the organisation, but really he's put belief back into people. And we've got so much talent within the organisation. It's, it's a great place to work because people challenge you every day. You're stretched every day and it's rewarded. And, and that's the great thing. And that's why our transformation journey has been so good. We've got a clear vision. We've got a clear sense of direction. We know what we want to do. And it's around uh, our purpose statement of build better outcomes build better outcomes for our customers, but our employees uh, and, and people in, in society themselves. It's also about, you know, simplifying what we do, strengthening how we do it so that we can succeed. And that's been really the sort of essence of our sort of transformation journey that we've been on. And, you know, we're still on it. We, we, we're probably at that hockey stick moment where we're right back to sort of coming out strong um, we know where we're going. So that's a, a great achievement by the organisation. So can you give our listeners an understanding of the situation that you faced at Capita and, and the, the company as a whole faced before implementing ServiceNow? Yeah, sure. So if I said to you this time last year, uh, you had two products from Capita, uh, you could pick up the phone to one and go, I've got product A and product B, but product B is really playing me up. I don't know how to use it. 
the person on the end of the phone probably wouldn't have no idea about that product at all. Would have no idea how to who to talk to, where to go, and actually that's a really terrible customer experience. We had 26 different service desks within the organization across our businesses that weren't connected, that didn't really know each other existed. Uh, and that is a really horrible place to be for our agents as well because we didn't know what their workflow was or what their work um, impact was. So they would have open tickets, about 5,000 of them. They would feel overwhelmed. They would feel stressed. They, they wouldn't feel motivated about coming into work. And that's not something that we wanted to have. So we started embarking on this transformation journey about our customer support and looking at how we could consolidate those 26 service desks into one, how we could improve the customer experience so that they had one place to go to, how we could improve that agent experience so that they could really feel motivated, they could feel as though they could contributing into the workplace and actually being able to deliver really good outcomes for customers because that's why they're in support, that's why they want to be there. Um, and that's where we found ourselves this time last year. At the start of January, we moved 290 people into one organisation, so all those 26 service desks into one. By March of this year, we purchased ServiceNow after a, 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 a period of time. And I remember that that evening uh, of the last day of the quarter, me and a guy called Matt Hiley, who's the ServiceNow account manager, I was stood outside a bowling alley in a pouring rain in the middle of Leeds um, trying to close the deal while there's a birthday party going <laughs> on behind me. Um, and, and we did it. Um, and that's when we started... Uh, our, what we called our clock ticking. So uh, we had the challenge of going live within 20 weeks. ServiceNow told me I was bonkers. My team told me I was bonkers. Um, but actually, we delivered it within 17 weeks. So the team did a, an absolutely amazing job. Um, and, and we're chuffed to bits with it. Our customers love it. Uh, our agents love it. It's been uh, a really good journey. Been tough and difficult and hard work. But actually, it's been really rewarding. That sounds fantastic. So, so why is it so important to you personally? Great question. Well, I think for me personally, it's I want to come to work and I want to feel valued. I want to know that I've really made a difference. Uh, and that's what I feel every day. And if I come away from work feeling that, then that makes me feel rewarded and motivated and makes me feel driven. I wanted to make sure that we had that for our service agents as well, because our people in our organization should feel motivated about coming into work. We work for a cracking organization. Mm. We're one that I, I really feel proud to work for now. Um, and they should feel that the same. So that's why it's important. The other reason it's important is if we are touching half the population every single day, it means we're doing some really business critical activity. And we've got to make sure that's the best it possibly can be. And at the moment, or previously, we were too reactive. We couldn't deal with those customers in the way they should be dealt with. And we need to change that when we needed to change that. And that's really what drove me, was that changing that into a much more proactive support organisation. Now, we're not there yet, but we're certainly on the path to achieving that. So what excites you about the transformation journey as a whole? Can you pinpoint one particular thing? Obviously, you seem really thrilled with everything, but is there one thing that, that's really stood out for you? In the wider capita sense, I think the one thing that really thrilled me was 
Oh, two things actually. So I'm going to stretch it a little I'll bit. I'll let right. you go Is on. that all right? You can okay. give me two answers. Yeah. So one thing was when John Lewis came in, he, he sort of gave us a bit of a brand identity, but actually that, that self-belief that, you know, why are we not celebrating our successes? Why are we not on the front foot telling people what we do? And um, there was a, a moment where we had our big sort of kickoff event for software at the beginning of this year, and we played a two-minute video. And his two-minute video just talked about what Capita Software does. And I played it down on the, on the ServiceNow conference piece. So go and check out the uh, Capita Shut the Front Door presentation. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that video actually really told the story about what we do. And it was absolutely brilliant. So that was one of the key moments for me. Is actually that gave me the self-belief of where we're going as an organization. Um, the, the second one was just seeing how people walk about work now and talk about work now. It's not defeatist, it's much more positive and it's much more uh, upbeat. And that just plays to everything that I believe in and, and what I love about coming to work with people. So obviously things aren't always plain sailing. When did you encounter your first major roadblock? No roadblocks. Not one? No. Amazing. Amazing, I know. There's a reason for it, right? So there was no roadblocks because when we kicked off this this project for implementing ServiceNow, we had an uh, initial kickoff meeting. We brought our senior execs down to that kickoff meeting. Uh, we had all the team that were going to be in all the workshops and we basically told them three things. One is to simplify our customer experience. The second was to strengthen our agent experience and the third was to keep it out of the box it didn't stay out of the box it would come out of the workshop and would go up a couple of levels in the organization to our cto who would actually have to sign that off and nobody really wants to disturb the cto with just saying oh, we're not going to go out of the box because of this reason that actually nothing came out of those workshops they worked entirely and quite hard to actually change processes that everybody thought this is the way it's got to go because we've done it for 10 years into a much more of an out-of-the-box experience so actually no roadblocks so how about any challenges can you name one or two i can name four four okay is that all right? that's fine is that okay that's right wonderful. so the, the four let me try and see if i can reel these off the four uh one is culture i'll come back to these in a moment one is culture one is um knowledge one is or the third is um the wider ecosystem, and the fourth is the data model. Let's start with culture. So culture, we had 26 different businesses. So no one talked a common language. So actually trying to bring those people together to create one common language, really, really difficult and really, really hard. And it, just to summarize that, when we had the first sort of workshops, people would just sit there going, I have no idea what that guy is saying. That does make no sense. But actually, as the workshop went on, when we entered the sort of second hour, you could just see light bulb moments going off around the room, that crackling of excitement to go, people are starting to engage, they're starting to get it. That, that to me is one of the challenges, is getting that common language so you can see people working with it and going, I know how I can improve my business, I can improve my job that's important to me and how to, to deliver that. Um, so that, that culture is a real big, big issue. The, the second one about knowledge, you know, we, we, we had to fess up. We, we had to have counselling on this one because we, we, 
we declared that we had defects, right? And for Kafta to sort of say, we've got defects, right? We've got issues. was really a big problem, right? Because we never would do it. We'd say, we've got perfect software. You, you know, don't worry. Just come to us if you've got an issue, right? Actually, declaring that enabled us to then push out information on how to fix uh, a particular issue, whether it's a password reset. Let's just choose that but actually push that out to, to people so they could self-serve, so they could actually fix these things, but actually just push it right out to, you know, generic search engines, for example, Google, so where people could actually just search it up and go, how do I fix X? And, and they could get that. And that was a real scary thing for us to go and do. So knowledge, but also embedding into people that knowledge is their responsibility every single day, every minute of that day. So where they've got that knowledge share it with others so that we can then make sure that agents are working on high value tickets. So that is a real challenge for us. And that's something we're still working on. The sec the third one was the wider, eco wider ecosystem. We did this transformation from a support point of view and just looking purely at support. We didn't take into account uh, all the other areas that would be interested like product management. So if the customer's coming up with ideas about how to improve the product, we didn't really think about how we give it to product management. So that's quite a challenge because actually how do we get everybody bought into that, that transformation and, and how do they get access to that information to sort of drive the business forward? So we've been working on that and that's been something that's been quite a big challenge because it makes our product managers work in a different way, for example. Our sales guys work in a different way. Our developers work in a different way as well. Okay, Because now we can start measuring our developers on how good the quality is that they are producing. Because really, we shouldn't have a support department. That would be the aim. Uh, and finally, the data model. I think that's our biggest challenge. 26 different businesses, 10 years worth of data. How do you bring that together? And that's caused us probably the biggest headache. Um, so if you think about it, St. Roberts Primary School could be spelled ST Roberts. It could be ST dot Roberts. It could be Saint in full Roberts, but then Roberts could have an apostrophe before the S, after the S, no apostrophe. And we found all of that in our data model. So they are the challenges that, you, that, that we faced. And, and if anybody's starting out on this journey or in the, just the middle of this journey and they haven't done anything on their data model, get started. So let's talk milestones. How did you and your colleagues go about reaching your first milestones? So challenging because... What we did was just prior to um, purchasing service now, we, we sat in a room and said, look, we, we are struggling as a support organisation. We need to change that and we need to change that really quickly. We have a metric of all in the organisation of how quickly we need to do uh, delivery of releases for our own products and we use that 20 weeks. And... and to do that and introduce a new tool where our, we didn't even have a system admin team, we didn't have process owners, we didn't have anybody with any knowledge of this, right, to say start from that starting block and actually get to a point within 20 weeks of going live is a great achievement. Our first key milestone was that first workshop, that initial kickoff session, right, to get those key roles in place, in the room, with a senior exec, at the same time, within two weeks, was, is, was a phenomenal achievement. And I can only give kudos to Simon Brunger, who's our director of support, and Andrew Whitelake, who's the program director, to get us to that point. And there's been uh, 
a great bunch of people that have been working on this all the way through. Uh, so then our, our second biggest milestone, our first customer went live on, in August this year. Well, I was going to ask you what's been the best thing to happen to you in the last 12 months, but I feel that you might have just answered that with, uh, with the previous um, question because I can see that that's quite emotional for you because, you know, it's obviously a, a, massive, a massive deal. Yeah, it's huge. It, it was a couple of days before my birthday. A special birthday, significant birthday? It wasn't a significant no. birthday, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, it would have been nice if it was a significant birthday. It was actually my program manager's birthday, then there's a, a week, and then my birthday. Mm -hmm. And I said I wanted to go live on my birthday, he wanted to go live on his birthday, so we went for the middle one. Um, but that is definitely, in the last 12 months, has, has been one of the key highlights for us. To, to actually put this live has been absolutely brilliant, from, from a work perspective, of course. So going back to the transition that Capita's seen, I mean, the change has just been enormous. How do you think others perceive what you've achieved and what does it allow them to now do? I think from, from our agents, our, our agents' point of view, it enables them to believe. I know it's a really strange thing to say, you know, they should surely have to have belief. Actually, we had two of them with us today to go around the conference, uh, the, the ServiceNow conference. Um, and... They've gone away and have got ideas. Before, they wouldn't have had those ideas and felt confident to come and talk to myself about how do we implement these new ideas? How do we go about improving what we do? They wouldn't have had that confidence and they wouldn't have had that belief. So doing this in 17 weeks has actually given people belief about how to do change and actually be a part of it and be really on the bus. Also, with other people around our division, so many of the senior execs are seeing how we've approached it, how we've gone about taking something that we know, knew nothing about, really, and put it live in 17 weeks as a model that we can use elsewhere within the organisation. And people are now looking at how we've done the service now implementation as the best approach to actually roll that further. So what are you looking forward to next? Is there any particular highlights that are going on in the future? Going on holiday. Going on holiday, that sounds good. <laughs> Christmas, going on holiday. <laughs> in, a work, in a work sense, <laughs> oh, maybe, yeah, with Capita and ServiceNow. Uh, yeah, I think, um, so one of the other highlights that we have, sorry, I'll, I'll answer the question, I'll deflect for a second. Um, but we launched ServiceNow's New York um, upgrade uh, that took us a morning to do. So we kicked it off last night before, the night before we, we left, let it run overnight. We had it up and running in the morning. Um, but that now allows us to be able to take advantage of all the, the new functionality that's there. So the mobile functionality, we can release that. We can actually release continuous improvement on how do we improve what the customer experience is? How do we improve what our agents do? Uh, and actually really start to take hold of you know how do we use machine learning and ai to actually drive that the 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 organization forward so our agents do the really interesting bit and the really high value interactions with our customers so where might our listeners run into you in the coming months or do you want to keep that under your belt i feel like you don't want to share this with anyone i i know <laughs> i shouldn't share it with anyone uh, you can always find me in the Verner street tavern uh, <laughs> Good man. Um, no, I, I, there is nothing planned in the next few hours. Just because we're in the middle of our transformation, uh, we've got to keep focused. It's been wonderful to speak to you. Really inspirational. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for joining us. Cheers. Thank you. 
For more information about ServiceNow and digital transformation, please visit servicenow.com or join us at one of our up-and-coming events. For more information on these, go to servicenow.com forward slash events.html. This was a podcast from ServiceNow. For more, just search online for ServiceNow Podcasts.